celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. I have my eyes right now on a a gift that would be great. That's uh, like a stocking stuffer gift for your dog-loving friends. And we'll have giveaways before the show ends here today. So that's on the way in just a few minutes, plus your calls toll-free. Here's the number, one 405 8405 Oh, look at little Moxie. Moxie is getting <laughs> big. Moxie, of course, the kitten that Dr. Debbie is... Uh, adopting. Adopting, yes. No, no I'm fostering. 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 Oh, oh, excuse me, I said the wrong word. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I have to say, she has really... I think, you know, cats are smart, and I... I think she understands something I said at home the other day. And I said, wow, less than 30 days and she's going to be leaving. And now she's like laying all over me, sleeping on my lap. This is a cat who really could care less for me and actually likes my husband. Um, and now she, all of a sudden she's just like all over me. And I'm like, hmm. She's trying I'm to win sure. you over. I think she thinks maybe if I just kind of sweeten her up, she'll let me stay. Yeah. <laughs> Does the intended recipient have any other? animals cats or dogs no no and that's where i think you know this poor little thing is going to actually be a little lonely because she's made it pretty much her life's goal to harass little boss (laughs) and attack him mercilessly just like she sees him and he throws her body against him latches onto him starts biting and poor boss just kind of grumbles and runs away and then you know there's nikki my bouvier and she they just love each other boy they're just like nuzzling and this kitten's crawling all over her beard and her head and i'm like oh my gosh this cat is really going to be lonely without oh, any yeah. well, well maybe you should get another one and, and give the recipient two so they can have each no, other no it's not in the plan yeah well, boss may have a party when he she leaves yeah he, he might invite you I, I think he will yeah yeah i think he's really counting those days now it's like an advent calendar in our house he's like xing them off <laughs> is it legal to take bets on the air can we can we do that? <laughs> Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to place your bets. I'm pretty sure that. Well, we'll see. We'll I'm not, see. I, I'm not going to say it's fifty fifty right yeah, now. Yeah, it, it is hard to tell, but I, I think it's leaning more towards the cat staying with her. Yeah. pretty much. You have those three weeks to find another kitten for the intended. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who will never know. Yeah, that's that's true because there has not been the disclosure of what this cat looks like. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there you go, uh, uh, Lori. What are you working on over there in the newsroom? Well, uh, I'm going to talk about the importance of quality playtime with your dog. Quality playtime. This, yeah, this would be the exact opposite of what we humans do. You know, when you go to a restaurant and everybody sits there and stares at your phone. Uh, <laughs> none of that with your animals, too. We'll tell you how you can improve that. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to the Dream Team. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten in part by VetraScience. Give your pets the extra support they need. From Glycoflex joint support to composure for pet stress, VetraScience has the supplement for all of your pet's needs. Thank you, VetraScience, for underwriting Animal Radio. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Very well. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Huntington Beach, California. In L.A., listening on Coast. And how can we help you? I have the whole team here for you. Well, I have two questions. The first one is for my cat, who is about 12 years old. Um, always has been an indoor cat. Have uh, She's always been healthy. She still seems to be healthy. But right now, I would say for the last two months, she's been drooling um, from her mouth. And I'm not sure why. 
Mm, okay. Is she doing anything else as far as having trouble eating, no. vomiting? No. And I took a peek at her teeth and they look fine, but she's constantly drooling. Is it coming off of both sides of her mouth or one side? Can you tell? It seems to be right in the center. All right. Well, you know, this is where I think a really good veterinary exam is really important um, because when we look at the teeth, um, the part that you and I can see uh, visually is only 40% of the actual tooth structure. So 60% of the tooth is actually under the gum line. So they may look okay, but I really do, I, I really recommend having a veterinarian take a look and uh, doing a good oral exam so that we can decide if there could be something going on inside her mouth, whether they be a uh, tooth problem or other kind of lesion that could be going on in her mouth. I just saw a cat today that had a problem where the mouth smelled and there was kind of like a drooling discharge. And we actually found that she had an ulcer on the side of her tongue and a couple areas of her gums were really abnormal. So um, we're talking about doing biopsies and so forth because in that age group, you know, we do talk about cancers too in addition to just dental problems or inflammatory problems that you can get with the gums that can be really problematic. So I think okay. that's really step one. you got to go see a veterinarian. But the other things besides the mouth that I will look at if I have a cat that's suddenly drooling that hasn't done this before and also just want to say situa- situationally isn't doing it after we're petting or or, you know, we're getting worked up or stressed out or something's getting us, you know, drooling that's more of a behavioral-driven problem. If it's not driven by something behavior, then I'd look for the mouth. We look at the digestive tract. So besides the mouth, um, we can have intestinal problems that inside the belly that can cause nausea. And that can be manifested as drooling. Oftentimes we will see other symptoms along with that, but, but maybe not. And that's where also, you know, having a good vet exam, um, we can feel the abdomen and sometimes get some appreciation if there's some concerns we should pursue in that area. And then, you know, other things that are kind of, I'd say, more unusual um, is that we do see um, drooling associated with seizures. Um, you know, when they have an active seizure, we see drooling sometimes beforehand. But even with petite mal seizures, so what we kind of call a, a motor seizure, where they don't lose consciousness, animals will drool. I so, almost feel um, like she does do it more frequently when she's being petted or sitting mm-hmm. close to you. And has she done that her whole life? No, this is just recent, but if the reason I say that is if she's just laying by herself and I go check her, I don't really notice any uh, drooling until she's close to us or laying on our lap or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, yeah, I do a little checking at home and look at her, but don't don't pet her. Don't give her affection and see if, um, you know, just getting closer to her, you still notice the drooling without that kind of physical contact. But I think in, in your kitty's age, it, it really, I, I can't stress enough the importance of seeing a veterinarian and, and sharing that concern with um, someone who can put their hands on your kitty just to, to give you a, um, a true impression of what could be going on, if anything. And hopefully it's not. Maybe it'll be just some weird behavioral thing that she's doing, um, showing love to you. But I I, I want to make sure we don't miss something here. Okay. Well, thank you. My second question, if I can, um, I know I, I listen to you, and I've heard you say that bones are uh, frowned upon for dogs. I have a about a 90-pound pit bull who um, loves to chew. So I'm wondering, is pig ears, like the, the dehydrated pig ears that you could get like at the pet stores, are those also that like a bonus? Well, yeah, so I'm not a bone hater, guys, <laughs> but there really is no chew item that is completely safe for dogs. So it's mm. not that I'm completely against bones. Sorry, my kitten is being problematic here. Get over here. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> kitten trouble. Sorry. 
so, um, but you know, anything that the dogs chew on can certainly be a problem. With pig ears, there's different types of concerns. So the concerns we can have with those are that um, they actually can pose a risk for salmonella. Oh, wow. Um, back in 2011, the FDA actually put a warning out, and there were actually six different manufacturers of pig ears um, that had to recall their products because of salmonella contamination. And it's part of the you know livestock processing when we're talking about food. So um, it is a concern for that kind of um, item. The other thing is that you know it's a high-fat um, item, so for certain pets, that could pose a concern with either you know, causing tummy upset, triggering pancreatitis, um, or just kind of that it takes a while to digest, so it can actually cause a physical blockage um, concern for some animals. And, and that's uh, you know, also true with the dehydrated ones, the ones that are like look like mm-hmm. jerky. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's basically, and, and so they'd put different types of preservatives and so forth on those, but even so, um, you know, even doing everything right, there's still that risk of any kind of animal product that we're looking at. And this goes across for rawhide bones, too, too so you can still get, you know, uh, bacterial-related illness from those types of products. What about bully Piz- sticks? You, I was just going to say pizzle sticks, all of those things. Yeah, you still can get that same same risk. Um, oh, wow. But I have some clients that tell me, gosh, my dog will eat my house if I don't find something that mm-hmm. they can chew on. So I do think you have to be kind of, you know, thoughtful of what works for your pet. Um, size appropriate is very important. Um, so I do see some of those little, you know, edible chews like the pig ears and some of the different sticks that can be just too small for large breed dogs. And I don't think that they're a safe way to go because they'll get them kind of soft and sloppy and then ingest a, a larger piece of that. So um, if you got a big, a big guy um, that's Working on that, it's always with supervision and then, um, you know, really limiting the frequency of that. I don't like giving that every day. My own dog, I used to give him um, those compressed rawhides, um, which are a little bit more sturdy, last um, hours instead of you mm-hmm. know, minutes. But still, he would have uh, what I'd call an osmotic diarrhea afterwards. So oh, wow. uh, from all the salt and the curing process with those bones, um, he enjoyed them. It kept him busy. But I would have to pay for it and be ready to deal with the poop in the yard and, and to handle that. So... So I'm not anti-bones and anti-chew items, but there are other things you can try. You know, the Kong toys that are stuffed with uh, peanut butter and put them in the freezer. So that's kind of a a little work for them to have to get the peanut butter out of there. Um, Those are nice options. And some of the more heavy-duty toys um, are good options as well that don't have little moving parts on them. If you're not anti-bone, which I thought you were too, uh, then in which particular (laughs) situation would you be pro-bone? I'm not (laughs) pro-bone. I'm not completely anti-bone. See, yes, I guess I am anti-bone, um, but I'm not. Uh, I, I, I'm equal opportunity anti-chewing items. How about that? <laughs> I, and one of the reasons is um, my current dog. I actually um, gave her a, um, a, a kind of a plasticky one of those um, nylabone type uh, chew toys, and uh-huh. she actually cracked her tooth. Ooh. So she now has a nice, beautiful silver crown that cost me oodles of money. So when I spoke to the dentist. He said there is no safe chew item, and there really is nothing for my dog that is safe. Um, so we, I struggle with that because you know part of we want to give our dogs chew items. We, but um, you know we look at other opportunities, other things to keep her busy, and uh, you know she doesn't get any chew bones anymore. Yeah, well, there you go. And I got to say that the little silver cat makes makes her look a little thug like. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's a conversation thing, definitely. <laughs> Toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to Dr. Debbie. And this portion of Animal Radio, underwritten in part by VetraScience. Just like their owners, you know, pets, when they get older, their joints stiffen up. Things become more difficult for them, just like us. 
Glycoflex hip and joint supplements from VetraScience help to support joint health in your pet. And we thank VetraScience for underwriting Animal Radio. Those big, scary storms can be terrifying for your pet. And we know that when they're stressed, so are you. Take good care of your buddy with VetraScience Composure. VetraScience Composure helps ease anxiety for pets caused by storms, travel, and owner separation. It won't sedate them, and your pets will love the taste. Also, try our Glycoflex for hip and joint health, as well as multivitamins and probiotics. Find VetraScience supplements at your local pet store, Petco, or your vet. Learn more at VetraScience.com. All dogs should eat a pH-balanced alkaline diet. An alkaline diet reduces health risks and can also reduce scratching, shedding, and hot spots. So does this mean you need to check your dog's pH balance? No, because canine caviar has created the first and only alkaline dog food that is pH-balanced. It also has the highest metabolized calories. What does this mean? Your dog needs to eat less. Get a healthier dog and save money with canine caviar products. Find them at your local pet supply store or online at caninecaviar.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. And you don't have to go very far to realize just how smart our animals are, our dogs, our birds, our cats. And now new research shows that cows, yes, cows can be optimistic, they can be pessimistic, they can have the blues. <laughs> they have feelings. Feelings, whoa, whoa, I love whoa, that. Feelings. What the song? Yeah, I used to hate <laughs> it on, on snowy and cold days when I drive through the dairy areas and the cows would be out in the field, but it always made me smile when the fields were empty because I knew the cows were warm and in the barn. Tucked away. Yeah, I, I know some uh, farmers that actually they have water beds for their cows because they said they produce better if More they have milk, warm yeah. water beds. They play music for them. Yep, well, you know, California cows are happy. They are happier cows. Yes, they are. Uh, they're not watching as much TV as... Uh, <laughs> The Wisconsin cow. Well, they get to spend more time outdoors. Yes. Yeah, it's a whole yes. different thing. Yes. Um, somehow we got derailed here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Toll free. By one, our love of cows. <laughs> 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to the Dream Team. That would be Dr. Debbie or Joey Villani. Lori, what are you working on over there in the newsroom? That was some great news. Laws are changing around the country to where first responders in some states are going to be allowed to help animals, too. That's cool. You know what? Our fire department here got masks for pets uh, in the case of fire. About time. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I see that happening across the country in a lot of different fire departments. But there's a lot, you know, as with any government agency, and that's local government, you know, there are rules and regulations. And if there's no statewide law, then you've got to change it locally. But this one is a, a statewide case I'm going to tell you about. That's on the way. We're going to go to the phones now for your calls. Hey, Steve, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Good. How can we help you today? Quick question. I've got a German Shepherd Chow, a female. She's about eight years, uh, going on nine years old. Um, She's got this bizarre habit that when we leave her at home, she loves to go for a car ride. Our kids have actually watched her do this. She'll jump on the back of the sofa, and the way they decide is it's almost... She'll dive into the sofa, and she'll knock all the cushions off. Ooh. It's almost mm. like a temper tantrum. She doesn't destroy anything. She just kind of goes to these little fits of 
she doesn't get to go with, you know, mom and dad that, um, and we're just trying to figure out, it, after a while, it just gets kind of annoying. Oh, sure, <laughs> she'll do it yeah. to both the sofa and the love seat. Sure. And, um, she'd also would take the loaf of bread and, and leave it on our bed. Wouldn't open it up, but we figured, you know, we're just putting it up out of her reach. <laughs> but the main thing is, oh yeah, she's a real quirky mud. Um, but, uh, the main thing is the sofa and the love seat, she just strings cushion everywhere. Okay. And this happens when the children are actually in the home? Oh, sometimes the kids will be upstairs, and she'll hear me leave or my wife and I leave, and then she just kind of goes crazy on the on those two things. Mm-hmm. And there are a good sofa and love seat that she'll only just do it to that one set of okay. furniture. <laughs> All righty. Well, th- this is probably not a quick answer, but a couple of the basic things that I'd say we're going to need to really focus on with her um, is that we need to teach her independence. We need to teach her how to sit calmly and reward relaxation. And I'm going to ask you then, we're going to kind of retrain your departures when you are leaving. We need to change how you behave. Those three basic things are going to be how I would advise to deal with this because first and foremost, we don't want her to be so dependent on you and your wife that your presence is like the biggest thing in her day. Um, it may make us feel good, but um, as far as for dogs, we need to teach her how to be independent and how when, when you are gone, that she doesn't feel like everything has kind of deflated out of her life. So that means that we want to actually teach her things to do on her own, um, interactive toys. Um, I find a lot of times we give a dog something to do, some kind of play activity, uh, fly ball, you know, fetch, um, going to dog parks. It really gives them something and helps kind of expend that energy, brings down their anxiety level when they are faced with a situation like this. Yeah, we take her outside and we let her run through the park and she loves to be with the kids. Like She spends actually more time with them when, when we're home but she'll even mm-hmm. hear my keys rattle and she's right at the front She's right at the door just looking at me like she's ready to go. And exactly. And, and that's where we're going to have to change some of these things because we want her to, before you even start changing some of these cues that you do before you leave, we need to teach her how to relax and calm. And a common problem when dogs do this is sometimes we unknowingly amp things up. So we make them more excited. And a perfect example of this is when you actually return to the home. What, what do most people do when you come home from a hard day at work and you come home? You greet your dog. You get all excited oh it's so good to see you that is actually kind of the opposite end of these kind of separation anxiety problems you're actually teaching her that you coming back is a big exciting deal and we we have to be ready for that in the converse situation so when you leave she's expecting she needs to get all excited in that same way so when you have your comings and goings in the home we want those to be low-key events very calm events and we want to practice calm behaviors teach her to sit stay down in a position that has to be something you continually reward every day every day give her praise only when she's doing calm things yeah because i'm also self-employed so sometimes i don't get home I'll leave like at 7 in the morning and not get home until, you know, 8, 9 o'clock at night. So I usually spend time more with the kids. But when we do take her for, you know, for a ride in the car or something like that, it's only probably like once or twice a month. We've really cut down trying to, you know, back off and take her for with us when we go somewhere. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't care if she goes for a car ride with you. <laughs> I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> but but we are going to need to kind of retrain. And, you know, you mentioned your jingling of your keys and that. Um, all of those things, we're working up to something. So we're going to teach her how to be calm and quiet and teach her a spot to sit down and be quiet. And when she does practice those calm behaviors, then we're going to start have you doing things. So we're going to have you shake your keys, put your coat on, put your shoes on, and then sit right back down and not do anything. We practice those departure cues, and we teach her that, you know, every time I do these things, I'm not actually going to be leaving. So you kind of desensitize her to those kind of subtle cues of your departure. With time, all of those things can work. Admit it. You love your dog, and he is part of the family. So when choosing your next vacation, don't forget Fido. With just a little planning, the entire family can enjoy a road trip. To find the best vacation spot for Spot, subscribe to Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog, where each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, where both you and Fido are welcome. Go online to FidoFriendly.com and find out what all the barking's about. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy. No fillers, just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our chicken rolled food as a meal or shred it as a topper. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Brooks. Some Wisconsin lawmakers are pushing to change a state law there and allow first responders to treat pets when they go out on those emergency calls. However, the State Veterinary Practice Act, it only allows for vets to give animals treatment, but that might be changing. Two bills are in committee now in the state legislature. That would give first responders in Wisconsin immunity for treating animals during an emergency call. But it would, you know, there's a flip side here, it would also protect those workers who choose not to treat animals, even though many fire departments there already have special equipment that would aid pets, as one firefighter put it. It's in our nature to help people, and I think a lot of us are animal lovers too, so that bill makes some pretty good sense. However, first responders in the state do not receive any special training for handling pets, but It's not always necessary. In one case where firemen were successful saving animals, they were at Jared Mickler's Wisconsin home just after a fire broke out. Mickler is an animal lover, and he was able to get most of his dogs out of the home before the fire department arrived. However, the fire grew, and it took emergency responders to go in and rescue his 9-year-old dog and four cats But they were all treated with simple oxygen masks on the scene and survived. By the way, 22 other states in the U.S. already allow first responders to provide animals with emergency care, too. Sony Corporation is going to try again with its robotic dog, Ibo, spelled A-I-B-O, It's an acronym for something artificial intelligence, but they put the project to bed for about a decade. Now, 
They're going to bring it back. Ibo is a robot that behaves like a real dog, using artificial intelligence to learn and interact with its handler and its surroundings, too. Plans for the new Ibo have it equipped with new sensing and movement technologies, as well as far more advanced artificial intelligence backed by cloud computing to develop the dog's personality. This project has grown. The new IBO is going to feature new what they call accentuator technology. That will see the dog move a whole lot more like a real dog with sensing and AI technologies so it can actually run toward its owner and even detect smiles and words of praise and remember what actions pleased the owner. Its eyes, by the way, Ibo's eyes are made of what they call organic light-emitting diodes. And it makes it capable of detecting a whole lot of eye expressions and making those expressions as well. And by the way, numerous studies have been done on robotic dogs, and there have even been some specific studies with the Ibo robot dog, and they have been very successful with fantastic results for those patients in nursing homes. And there's uh, some new research out that suggests dogs make a wider variety of facial expressions. When their companions, that would be you humans, are paying attention to them. So while you're sitting at a computer, you know, with your right hand on the mouse or, you know, directing your cursor where to go, and you're holding on to a toy with your other hand while your dog is basically playing tug of war with itself, that is not nearly as beneficial for them as when you invest your attention in playtime. Researchers at the University of Portsmouth found that dogs were more expressive when their human companion was actually looking at them. And that suggests Fido's facial expressions are more than just the simple byproduct of his mood, but rather an attempt to communicate with his human In the study, dogs produced far more expressions when somebody was watching, but they say seeing food treats did not have the same effect. So it's kind of nice to know that your dog really values you and your time more than a treat, huh? Mm, Yes, and that's actually the best gift you can give him this holiday is your time. And look at them. Don't multitask and text while you're playing the toys with it. Uh, why are you looking at me like that? I know. I sit there on Facebook while I got my hand tugging with Ladybug, you know, with one hand. You got your hand, yeah, just yes. holding on to just whatever. holding I, on while she pulls. Trying to change that habit. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Hello, Animal Radians. It's Robert Semro. Your Pet World Insider here with this week's Animal Radio List. Five ways to give back to the pet world during this holiday season. For many, the holidays are about traditions. But in these busy times, it's important to remember that the season is really about giving. And if you're someone who wants to do more, or maybe you're someone like me who lost a pet this year and wants to spread the love around to other pets in need, I thought I'd share five ways that you can give back to the pet world. My first one is way too obvious. In Scrooge's, here's a perfect way to avoid three ghosts visiting you on Christmas Eve. That's right, cash or a gift card. A cash donation, especially to a local organization that operates on a small budget, makes a huge difference. 
it gives them much-needed funds and flexibility to continue their efforts. Now, cash certainly isn't the only thing that makes a difference, especially at this time of year. One of the best things that you can give at this or any time of the year is your time. Like all organizations, rescue groups find themselves shorthanded at this time of year. Volunteering your time helps fill in holes that are desperately needed and greatly appreciated. From walking and playing with pets, to cleaning cages, to office assistants, to just spending time with the animals to help them with socialization skills. Every minute you spend volunteering can have a profound effect for the rescue group. Wishlist items are another thing. Every organization out there has a wish list of much needed and appreciated items that help them care for the pets they serve. From toys to treats to reams of paper and office equipment, the lists are usually posted on their website and easy to find and these days easy to fill. Donate your company's expertise. Whether it's a construction skill, photography skills, accounting skills, or any other business skill, it's likely to be something that can help the group out. Even something as simple as sharing their story and efforts with your customers can make a huge difference and create connections that lead to lives changed and lives saved. Additionally, you can become an evangelist for a cause or a group. That's right, you can be a loud voice for those without a voice. All of these groups need help with their efforts on social media, regular media, and at local events. One bonus way I want to share with everyone is to consider fostering a pet for the holidays. Many organizations have a unique program that specifically places pets in the homes during the holiday season. This gives the pets a warm home, even if it's just for the holidays. It's a great way for the pets to socialize and work on their interaction skills as well. There are so many more wonderful ways to give back to the pet world. So share your five ways to give back to the pet world during the holiday season on our Animal Radio Facebook page. Let's hit the phones with Dr. Debbie right now or any one of the Dream Team. We have Mike on the phone. Hi, Mike. How can we help you? Well, I have uh, a Himalayan Blue Point cat. He's about six or seven years old, and he has that acne where he gets uh, black stuff under his chin and around his eyes. And we used to give him prednisone shots, but we, we think that's probably not so great for him in the long run. So I'm wondering, is there a remedy of some kind that we could use to help with the uh, gunk around the eyes and chin? Oh, absolutely. Is, and is that all that's been used so far, is just the the steroid shots? Yeah, pretty much. All right, because acne in cats is actually very common. And uh, basically what you've described, they get little blackheads along the chin area or even on the sides of the face. So there can be different causes of this in cats. So I'd like to look first and try to figure out what potential causes are we dealing with. And believe it or not, a good proportion of cats with acne can have problems like mites where they can actually have a type of ringworm that could be causing that. So there's some steps that we do to sample the area, screen for that first before we get on a long-term regimen. And I would definitely prefer to use many different other things before I'd kind of touch into the whole steroid well, because that, that would be my last option if I could avoid that. And, and there are some topicals that I commonly use for acne if we've eliminated all these other causes, the possible things, um, as far as the types of antibiotic salves, uh, benzoyl peroxide 
creams that you apply to the area, those are more of a maintenance thing. So we, we don't really cure this problem. We're really going for the goal of maintaining and just controlling the problem. So that, that I'd make sure you get in your mind that there's probably not a quick and easy cure unless we find mites or a ringworm infection or something like that. Um, but there are some other products. Um, you mentioned the, the eye discharge, which we see a lot in Himalayans, and it's kind of like uh, their MO, if you will, is to have the brown gunk by their eyes. Um, there are some tetracycline-type antibiotics that we can give orally that can help to decrease the facial staining associated with that. Um, but again, I'm not a fan of using that long-term. It's more just kind of a temporary kind of clean things up. Um, but I would really say that um, for your kitty, you're probably dealing already with tons of hair. The last thing you need to worry about is popping zits on the chin. So I would really see about get some sampling there on that chin area and make sure we're heading down the right path. Um, but then get you set up with some good uh, gels, maybe like Pyobin gel, which we use on the chin. And I have had some colleagues in dermatology have some good success with a product called Duxo, D. O-U-X-O. I haven't used it myself, but some of my friends have used that and said that it works nicely for cats with chronic acne that we don't really get under control with other issues. So might be something else to kind of consider there. Hi, friends. This is Dr. Marty Becker, America's veterinarian. After a traumatic experience at the veterinary office, have you ever thought to yourself, there has to be a better way? When your veterinarian is fear-free certified, you'll find your pet's vet visit is safer, more comfortable, and actually enjoyable. Your dog will go from shaking in the lobby to pulling you into the exam room with a wagon tail, and your cat will be purring inside the carrier. To find a certified fear-free veterinarian near you, go to fearfreepets.com. This portion of Animal Radio, underwritten in part by Red Barn Naturals, canned food for dogs and cats. Always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. Your pets. Huh? Your pets. Your pet's optimal health. Learn more over at RedBarnInc.com. And thanks, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. For, this is for Dr. Debbie, right? Yes, it is. And we have Kathleen. Awesome. Hi, Kathleen. Hi, how are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? Jacksonville, Florida. I love Jacksonville. Beautiful place. Beautiful weather. Yes, it is. So what's going on with your animal? Well, I have my dog, Misha. She's uh, she's about three years old. Um, She's totally housebroken, has been for a very, very long time. And uh, I was visiting my mom down in St. Augustine Beach, and uh, Misha started in the middle of the night, 3.30 in the morning, she started crying. And she's just very, very upset and kind of doing this wookie talk like she's looking for attention and then all of a sudden just peed on the bed mm-hmm. this is not a dog who, she she has had a history of bladder infections but uh this one just cleared up with antibi- antibiotics in in 12 hours and, and how many she, bladder infections has she had over time let's see the first year that i had her she probably had three of them and then we got her on to, uh, <laughs> gonna sound like a commercial for science diet, the science diet food that's okay. specific for, you know, CD or whatever. And then okay. the vet thought, you know, she'd been well for several years now and that we could try to take her off it. Well, this happened within two months of changing the food to a cheaper brand. I'm just wondering if it's, if that could have been a coincidence maybe because she's in a strange place. 
or if you think it, it could have been a, another recurrent bladder infection that kind of came and went that fast just by changing out that food. Wow, you know, that's definitely suspect if, you know, if there was a diet change and she broke. Now, during the time she was on that diet, had she had any mm-hmm. urinary tract infections? She did not. Ooh, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, it kind of seems like duh, but at the same yeah. time, <laughs> at the same time, it was, uh, it was almost like too quick on, on changing the food almost that it, it, I don't know. Now, did they get a urine sample at that time? Not able to. Oh, darn, because that would have been great. Yeah. I mean, that would be the evidence we need to prove this. Um, but I'd say it is suspicious because any time, any diet that a pet is on, when we're talking about trying to control urine environment, mm. um, there are some pets that pH can really play a role in um, crystal formation and urinary tract right. infection. So any diet, when you switch that, um, the pH may change in that urine environment is going to change. So, yeah. Oh, we we could be setting up for some problems, and she may be telling you, "Gosh, mom, you know, I do need a um, a therapeutic diet to help manage okay. this problem." But I would say, yeah, I would, oh, I would love that evidence, and I'd love to get that urine sample because then I think you could kind of maybe either ease your mind or know with more um, accuracy yeah, about that. Yeah, she's just so skittish sometimes; it's hard to get near her when she's going. <laughs> a couple years ago, we put her through the needle biopsy part where they stuck uh-huh. the needle in and. And they pulled it out, and they um, they did find some crystals in it then, which is why we did the CD. And, and I, I don't uh, blame you for trying there. I mean, because, I mean, realistically, everyone wants to find something that works, and then if you don't need it anymore, you know, you wouldn't want to give it. But um, yeah. for me, I would definitely say, yeah, a urine sample. And it might not be a bad idea for a for a kid that's had a problem in the past with recurrent urinary infections, you know, getting that sterile sample would be important. And, you know, it wouldn't be overkill to check an x-ray to make sure we don't have anything like a bladder stone that's just kind of lurking okay. there. With bladder stones, they can cause some little micro trauma to the bladder wall. And I've had dogs right. that have lived with them for years. And then we pick them up as a, oops, we're taking an x-ray because the dog was vomiting. And then they have this ugly stone in their bladder. And then, you know, we go, wow, this dog never complained about about any kind of urine problem. If you... I guess two and a half years ago, and in fact, we did uh, CT, we did ultrasound, we did um, good all kinds of stuff just trying to find out what was going on. There, there were some uh, tiny, small evidence of very small crystals, but then it, it just seemed to go away with this with this diet, and the vet thought it might be might be safe to try her on, on something else. And uh, So right now, what food is she eating? Science diet. I love my dog. I would. I put her on the science diet immediately. You put her back on the diet. Okay. Any problem? I'm I would never ever take a chance. Okay. I normally wouldn't take a chance anyway, but I was trying to try to save money because you know it's tough out there. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and even if you can't get a. A sterile sample at the veterinary office. Um, you know, if she's calmer with you around and she's not pee shy, um, you know, once she's settled, you know, back on that CD diet, um, it would be worthwhile to at least get a clean urine catch. And kind of like, you know, we go to the doctor's office and they, they have a whole process, they tell you, when you get a clean urine sample. So we can try our best at home to collect a urine sample from our pets. And with, uh, with the advent of, you know, those throwaway Tupperware containers or some great throwaway plastic you can use um, and just kind of slide that underneath her let her go That's let her start the it. stream yeah I, I was and trying to get it a little cup and everything but it, apparently it, it's hard to do it 
It can be. So I like those long ones that you use for, oh, I don't know. We use them for storing like bread and stuff. Pizza, yeah. <laughs> but the long, uh, flat ones. And you just kind of slide that underneath her. Let her void and let her go for a few seconds. Then put it in the stream of urine. And you're going to be more apt to catch a more clean okay. free catch sample. And that might be more meaningful for your, for your veterinarian. Um, we always want that sterile one caught in the office if we can. But if not, right. you know, that, that might be a good short uh, second substitute there. Usually when I bring her in, as soon as the veterinarian takes her leash, she pees on the floor. <laughs> Isn't that the ah. way it always works? <laughs> Those are frustrating patients, I'll tell you. I've got a couple that I just even look at them, so I can't even touch them, look at them. I just kind of walk them down the hallway, and I say, please, 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 like, make it till the ultrasound. We can do it. We can do it. And my shoe gets soaked most of the time. So. Kathleen, we thank you for your call today. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Those big, scary storms can be terrifying for your pet, and we know that when they're stressed, so are you. Take good care of your buddy with VetraScience Composure. VetraScience Composure helps ease anxiety for pets caused by storms, travel, and owner separation. It won't sedate them, and your pets will love the taste. Also, try our Glycoflex for hip and joint health, as well as multivitamins and probiotics. Find VetraScience supplements at your local pet store, Petco, or your vet. Learn more at VetraScience.com. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Get ready to write this number down. You should have it on your fridge anyway. It's toll-free, doesn't cost you a penny, 1-866-405-8405. And uh, we invite you to call in if you have questions for Dr. Debbie or Joey Volani or just want to celebrate your animals. We celebrate all animals here. Your dogs, your cats, your naked mole rats. Yeah, I know there's people that have those as pets. <laughs> <laughs> Looking down at your radio. Your eye-eye. Eye-eye? Yeah. Have you seen the little eye-eye? They're uh, native of Madagascar. I'm thinking, Dr. Debbie, you've seen an eye-eye, haven't you? You know, I did, I can't think what the heck it looks like. What is it? Like uh, the letter I? I? It's actually. It, how do you spell A-Y-E, it? A Y E A Y E. I I. They huh. are the. Do a Google search on that. Okay, hold on. They are. They are absolutely the. Uh, they're so ugly. They're I, cute. They're. I test on Monday, you guys. Yes. Anything out of Madagascar is just like the most intriguing looking creature. You know, they, they they've got so much diversity there. It really is. They're so bizarre. This one looks like a combination of a uh, looks kind of like a, a rat and a uh, bat or something. I thought it like a raccoon. Like, yeah, it does maybe look a little bit like a raccoon mm-hmm. and so a possum. You've never seen one at your practice, obviously, because you don't never practice have. in Madagascar. No. Well, if you want to talk to Doctor Debbie, if you have an I.I., we suggest actually you call someone else. <laughs> uh, she she's not really versed with the I.I. <laughs> Uh, but if you have a dog or a cat or a fish or even a naked mole rat or an ibo, uh, you can call toll-free 1-866-405-8405. What are you working on over there, Lori? Uh, researchers now saying that oxytocin is probably a key factor to hone in on in the interaction between uh, we humans with our dogs. So they're they're making great progress. On, you know, looking into the window of a dog's mind. 
it's scary in there. I look down at Ladybug, who's right now looking up at Judy so intently just to watch her every move. She She's so in tune with you. Yes. She just wants your attention all the time. I don't even have to say things. She knows what I'm thinking. She does she know what you're thinking. to it. She, yes. So she knows before you go for a walk that you want to go for a walk, yeah, right? she knows when, as soon as I think about it, she just perks up. I know. See? <laughs> and now you know what I'm doing after the show. If this was TV, That's you amazing. could see that uh, yes, her ears just perked up like that. Yeah, she knows. I saw that. And you, you, you yeah. spell around her, don't you? You have to spell things so she doesn't... And she actually knows spelling. She is, she's she pretty good with the spelling. And she knows hand signals. I've oh. taught her a couple hand signals, like to go for a W-A-L-K. All I got to do is move my fingers in a certain way, and she looks up, and she knows exactly what that means, and she runs to her leash. She is smart. Well, that's clever. That's you know a great idea, especially as your pets get older, to have something besides just oh. the commands mm-hmm. that they can pick up and, and make sure that they have another way to learn and to to follow your cues. That's awesome. So if they get deaf, is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of dogs and cats, as they get older, lose their hearing. So if if they no longer can hear you say, hey, come here or go to the door, um, they're, they're, they're kind of losing out on some of your direction and, and kind of, you know, that bonding that you have. So that's awesome, Judy, that you've uh, incorporated that. I think she picks it up real quick. She's sharp. <laughs> Almost too sharp. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the phones. What do you say? Let's do it. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten in part by Vetra Science. Just like their owners, you know our pets get older. Their joints stiffen up and jumping for joy becomes a little more difficult. Glycoflex hip and joint supplements from Vetra Science help to support joint health in your pet. Thank you, Vetra Science, for underwriting Animal Radio. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. This portion of Animal Radio underwritten by Vetra Science. Give your pets the support they need. From Glycoflex joint support to composure for pet stress, Vetra Science has the supplement for all of your pet's needs. Thanks, Vetra Science, for underwriting Animal Radio. Well, hello, Angelica. How are you? Okay, I have a dog. It's massive and uh, it looks like a lab. First, I said it was massive and something, but it's for me, it's massive and lab. Okay, she's about she's going to be three years old now in December. And the thing is, she's a very good dog. But whenever, like, if she knows people and they come to my house, she sits down and squats. She wants to pee. It's mm, like I don't okay. know. If it's because she's excited, but it happens all, all. All the time. You can't talk to her. You just walk in the door and you ignore her. It's okay. But if you say, like, good girl, Lulu, whatever, she starts peeing all over the house. Okay. And uh, does she, And you said she does not have accidents at other times? No, never. Never. She okay. doesn't pee. She can be all night and she doesn't do anything inside. Well, Angelica, you are brilliant because you've already started the whole steps of therapy on how we address this <laughs> by not looking at her, not talking to her. So wh- what you're describing, we can have a couple different scenarios going on. Um, one would be what we call submissive urination. Um, the other is excitement urination. And the difference is the motivation, but they're very similar in how they display. Um, a submissive urination uh, behavior is a dog who is just... Um, uh, is feels lower on the totem pole and is being it's a doggy language that they're doing when they squat and they urinate it's a way to say hey you're the boss it's cool everything's great <laughs> then the, then there's the other dogs that are doing it out of excitement and I kind of make that the equivalent of okay I was a kid and my grandpa liked to tickle me and I would say don't tickle me because I'm gonna pee 
Yes, and I was an excitement tickler peer. <laughs> so, so it's kind of the same thing. So if it's uh, mostly excitement and she's not necessarily being submissive in other ways with these individuals, I'm going to bet she's probably more excited than anything else. So yes, the steps that we do to try to address this are to really not give her things that are going to trigger that excitement. And that may be making eye contact. So we're going to not look her in the eye. It may be ignoring her for five to ten minutes. And in a dog that does this, every time you come into the house, I recommend not speaking to them and not really even recognizing them. Just going about putting your purse down, your keys down, all that, and ignoring them. Um, and then the other thing that we really work on is um, making sure that we have the opportunity to get her outside as soon as either you get home or right before you anticipate someone's coming in. Because making sure we got an empty bladder is, you know, setting her setting her up to be successful, uh, not to have a failure there in that situation. And then, yeah, but I've done that. I've done that. She's just come from outside. She did everything she wants to do, but it doesn't matter. She could just be out when I bring her in. Anybody that pays attention to her or they just like pat her out, she gets all, and she sits and she squats. You know, okay. I tried it and she has her bladder must be empty, but I, like I say, it's probably excitement. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and that's, you need to train your, your guests a little better, I'm going to say, <laughs> because yeah. if we, if we know what triggers it, then I would just tell people, hey, my dog is just a peer. Please don't talk to her. Don't look at her in the first few minutes yeah. and set her up to be successful. Um, let's not get upset that this is happening. We have to make steps to try to fix it and try to avoid those triggers. Now, the next step from there goes into more behavioral modification. So we want to work on teaching her how to be quiet and calm without getting all goofy. And that may be teaching her a command like the down command on a pillow um, or in a dog kennel. And you can teach a dog to do this without being locked up, you know, against their will, but by telling them, go to your kennel or go to pillow and then rewarding her and doing this when people are in excitement, exciting things aren't going on. So we want to practice that and teach her, okay, you're going to get a treat when you're quiet and calm and not dancing around, wagging your tail, hip hopping in the air. And then when she repeat that skill over and over, then once we get to where there's people coming in, we can practice that, get her into a down stay before the people enter the door. Tell them, you know, hey, you know, don't ring the bell, just come on in. I'm ready. And my dog's in a down stay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, give her I a treat. To do that for, um, but I, I, I feel bad. You know, people don't. I don't want to tell you about know my dog for 10 minutes. You know, I tell my sister that, my son-in-law. I tell him, just don't look at it. Don't look at her. Just ignore yeah. her. And, and you're right. It happens. She doesn't do anything then. But if it's anybody else or even people that she already knows, you know, they just walk in and, and, and it's just, and it's because they do, like like you said, they talk to her. You know, hi, Lulu, how mm-hmm. are you? Good girl, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's when she just starts to stuff. And, and it's old now. It's, what, three years? And can you teach an old dog new tricks? Yeah, we, this definitely can be fixed. It really can. There are some breeds I find that this submissive excitement urination is a bigger problem, and I see it a ton in Cocker Spaniels. Uh, Cocker Spaniels, and I do say some retrievers, it, it gets to be pretty excessive. Um, most dogs grow out of it when they do it when they're puppies. Um, when they still do it as adults, um, you know, we really have to work on making it not happen. It doesn't disappear on its own. So you, you got some work cut out for you, but there is help. <laughs> Okay, I just I just thought there might be another explanation. I didn't know. I always thought it was for excitement or she's happy or whatever, and that's how she shows she's happy. But wow, <laughs> we have one of those here too. In fact, one that uh, that uh, Judy uh, pet sits every time somebody comes in. The dog gets very excited, tail wags, 
and uh, eventually oh, she, the, pees. she just pees all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the most important thing that you know we we didn't talk about is we you should never punish a dog for this behavior. Oh, no, no, no. I don't. So think, no, no, no. We don't. Yeah, think. yelling or you know getting excited and saying, "Oh, don't do that!" It gets them more anxious and it, it actually further perpetuates it. So yeah, exactly, exactly. I found that out also because I did it before. <laughs> I tried even hitting her on the butt. You know, like don't do that. And she gets more excited, and she keeps running. While she's running <laughs> yes. It, makes, it made it even worse. I know that See? I passed for that. Yeah, well, anyway, yeah. thank you very much. Thanks for listening, Angelica. We tr- truly appreciate it. Hope to hear from you once again. And don't forget, you can also ask your questions from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. So i got to ask you, Doctor, you said it was your mm-hmm. uncle or your dad that would tickle you? and you would. I, well, my, my grandpa and my dad would grandpa. both do that, yeah. Did, yeah. You, did you ever actually pee? Oh, Absolutely. I mean, I, I would, and I would say, please don't, you know, it's fun, all fun and games, but you know when it's going to get out of hand and you're going to lose control, and yeah. Did you ever outgrow that? Um, I, You know, I don't really test that hypothesis anymore. <laughs> I kind of like keep people, I'm very foot tickler, so I just don't go there and don't let people do that. <laughs> <laughs> I completely understand. Okay, so if you want to talk to Dr. Debbie, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. This portion of Animal Radio Underwritten by Vetra Science. Give your pets the support they need. From Glycoflex joint support to composure for pet stress, Vetra Science has the supplement for all of your pet's needs. Thanks, Vetra Science, for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, I'm Dan Aykroyd. Have the happiest of holidays. This is Heather Lockler wishing you all the merriest Christmas. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. We can't tell you why canine caviar is the only alkaline-based dog food, but we can tell you alkaline is proven to minimize the risk of renal failure and pancreatitis, reduce scratching, cellular degeneration, and disease, keeping your furry friend youthful and healthy longer. And those are the reasons we can fit into this short commercial. But by visiting caninecaviar.com, you'll see exactly what we do to make a better food for your dog. Try the one and only alkaline dog food risk-free. Canine Caviar. Just a few minutes, we're going to have Bose Hadley back on the air. His brand new book, Life's a Pooch, quotes about dogs and the people who love them. And he's gone out, he's collected what I would say is thousands of quotes from uh, celebrities, experts all around about dogs. Uh, this one from Oscar Mayer. You, you know Oscar Mayer, the, the hot dog guy. Mm-hmm. He says, the noblest of all animals is the dog. And the noblest of all dogs is the hot dog. Because it feeds the hand that bites it. That's, that's a quote that uh, is in this book here. We're going to have giveaways in this book. A great book for your holiday giving, whether it's Hanukkah. Excuse me. I was noticing earlier that you get that in there when you say Hanukkah. I, I don't know what that's about. Uh, but it's a good gift for Hanukkah or the uh, Christmas holidays, and we'll give some away. We'll have the author on in just a few minutes. Working so hard in the newsroom, Miss Lori Brooks, what do you have for us this hour? It takes time to dig up these stories, Hal, and um, <laughs> I think this would be the the 
best gift for a cat lover. It's a Kickstarter project right now, but I will fill you in on this uh, new toilet for cats. Oh, a new Uh-oh. toilet. Like a real human toilet. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to share it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, that's on the way. I'm getting my cats the best gift this year. I got them a box. <gasps> you did it. Just a box. Just a box. <laughs> that's what they play with That's anyway. what they love anyway. You throw throw pieces of crumpled up paper in I'm there. Gonna, oh, my God. Instead of in wrapping heaven. the box, I'm going to take the wrapping paper, just crumple, crumple it, up, it up, put it in the box. There you and go. And that's their gift this year. And you know <laughs> they what? They used to love paper bags, too, but they don't make paper bags anymore, do they? Nope. They do, and I actually stopped a clerk at uh, Target the other day, if I can say that. Yeah. Um, and I just said, you know, by the way, I love, they just upgraded their bags to just like a heavier gauge plastic. And I said, you know, no other plastic bags mean anything to my kitten. But boy, the Target bags are a favorite. I just cut the little, you know, handles so that they don't, that's an important thing. If you do have cats and you give them plastic bags, the handles can get caught around their neck or body parts. So you should uh, cut those to free that so that it's not a safety hazard for your kitty to play with that. Yeah. Not like the plastic Walmart bag. Yeah. Now, no, if, no. Of no, course. Grocery store bags. If, if yeah, grocery store bag. Perfectly fine in Nevada where you are. Yes. But uh, in California, there are no plastic bags. No. They're None? banned. No banned. plastic bags. They, they've banned. been banned. And you you can get paper bags, but you have to pay for them at the grocery cents. store. Yes. You have to bring, I think it's a, easy. Not, not something uh, that is uh, such a bad thing. It was easy to get know? used to. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it was good and just. For our oceans here, it meant less trash, mm-hmm. especially with the little handles that could choke an animal. And you see them flying all over the freeway on the sides, all the bags. You yeah. don't see that anymore. Not anymore. No. It's a good thing. Take note, rest of the country. Uh, which one are we going to? Line one. Hey, Robert. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Cruising across Nevada here, Elko, Nevada. Elko, Nevada. Okay, how's your All pets? Right. How are your animals doing? Oh, she's okay, but she's got some kind of discomfort. I think it's from a, a yellow jacket sting. Oh, okay. Did you see her get uh, stung by one? No, I didn't. We was we were at the lake, and she was over by the boat trailers, and there's nobody over there. And all of a sudden, she starts yiping like she's been kicked or something. I go running. And somebody's no nobody's around her, so there's yellow jacket nest in the boat trailers, and we figured that's what happened. Okay, so what's going on with her ear? What do you see? Well, it's a month later, and she had some immediate discomfort, and but that passed, and now she seems like she's got something in her ear. She walks with her head a little funny, keeps shaking her head. And have you had that looked at? Have you had a vet look inside her ear? No, I haven't. I. Okay. I looked and I don't see anything. I think she was just stung below the ear. Okay, because that would be really unusual to still have um, that typical like hypersensitivity irritation from a, a wasp or a bee sting this late down the road. Now we can set, yeah. certainly a couple days after I can make a case for that, and in only rare cases where we have some horrible complication of a bee sting where there's like an immune problem maybe down the road would we still be having some itchiness from that but my my first instinct is i want to look down her ear um and the interesting thing is like when you look at a dog's ear if you're looking at the flap you're seeing only gosh maybe a quarter of what's going on inside a dog's ear because they have a very deep kind of convoluted ear canal that we can't see unless we put a scope down in there so 
that's my first prescription. Is I'm going to say, let's get a good uh, scoping inside her ear and look. Now, you might even find, and it's crazy, I found bugs in dogs' ear canals. So if there were bees around there um, or anything else, we want to make sure there's not something inside that ear, whether it's a physical object, a critter, um, or maybe an ear infection. Um, any of those things could definitely cause her to still kind of you know, flap and, and show discomfort with that ear. Um, okay, well... I'll, I'll take it to the vet Monday. Yeah, and is and the is the have him have a look. Is the flap of the ear from the outside is that normal, or does it seem thick at all to you? Everything is normal, and she likes her ear rub deep in her in her head, you know, like they do. Oh, the and head noogies, re- right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, she really leans into it to get that bottom of that right ear oh, itched. <laughs> she, she's a super active. Four-year-old uh, Minton jet skis and snowmobiles, and wow. she's very active. She's very active. Well, very good. That's not, good. Definitely good to keep her out truck. and active. Thank, All right, yeah. I'd say. We appreciate your call. Pleasure. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to talk to Dr. Debbie. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Animal Radio, baby. I'm Grant Langston, the new CEO of eHarmony. If you're online dating and looking for love, you're probably tired of the lazy text messages, dead-end conversations, and matches that never turn into dates. If that's you, it's time to try eHarmony. Dating apps of one kind or another have been around a long time, but at the end of the day, they're just virtual bars where no one ever buys you a drink eHarmony's different. We're built to help you have a better relationship, and we do that with 17 years of research and experience. eHarmony's gotten really good at bringing compatible people together, people that want the same things you do and are ready for a real relationship. Hey, it can be fun to play around with online dating apps, but when you're ready to fall in love with someone and have a meaningful relationship, there's one app that's built to bring you real love, eHarmony. Go to eHarmony.com today and get a month free when you buy a three-month plan. Use code DATE. eHarmony.com. Use code DATE. If you think putting a supercharged V8 in a sedan is crazy or just plain wrong, well, we've got news for you. We don't care. Dodge. Welcome to the Brotherhood of Muscle. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Brooks. There's a new human-like... Yes. Hit that button, Hal. (laughs) Toilet for cats on the market. It's called Cat Olet. All right? It's uh, basically a conveyor belt that is equipped automatically, and it flushes the toilet, and it's made for cats. So here's how it works. There's some motion sensors on it that detect whenever a cat steps onto the unit, and then the cat does its business uh, urine is going to pass through this conveyor belt, which is porous, and then into a water-filled collection basin below, while more solid waste, shall we say, is left up on top of the conveyor belt. And then after a preset amount of time has passed, the belt then moves forward and carries the feces into the basin below, where it is chopped up by a shredder. 
Not sure why that is necessary, because I thought that sounded a little weird, but for some reason they must need it to do that. And then uh, the urine, along with the chopped up poo, and uh, the urine and the water are then pumped out into your sewer system. And by the way, the belt also gets cleaned after it's dropped off the cat poop, so that is going to be clean on the surface when it gets back up to the top for the next go-round. Now, ideally, they say the catalyst is installed in a bathroom where it is permanently connected to the water supply and also your sewage system, and it uses hoses, which are included. Uh, but even for me, that's kind of scary, so if that's more handyman than you care to deal with as well... Uh, it can also be hooked up to a nearby sink faucet. I guess you'd have to wash your hands elsewhere, but um, it would have the output hoses then running into the toilet bowl. So it could be very simple to set up. <laughs> Catalyst runs on a battery. It only needs to be charged about every three months. And uh, the idea is actually right now just a Kickstarter project. So we will keep you informed on this and see if cat lovers all around the world think it sounds good enough to fund the invention. But right now you can sign up to get one of the very first ones. You know, you're funding the project and also, you know, kind of ordering one for $299. But for a cat lover who hates litter boxes, uh, and that's a lot of us, it might be the best Christmas present ever. Hmm. Jinxy cat. That's what it reminds me of from yeah. <laughs> Meet the Parents. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the cat that would uh, that would go on the toilet, like the yeah, human right. toilet, which yeah. is kind of and cool. learn to flush it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I'd have to oh build a, a separate bathroom for my cat. Sure, you don't want to wait in line. No, no, I'm your... not going to share it with the cat. Well, all of us waiting in line <laughs> in the morning for the single bathroom, yeah. and, and then no. the cat's like in there, just and you hear like newspaper or a cat toy. <laughs> <laughs> He's just playing. He's not even doing his business. He's just sitting in there yeah, with his catnip. <laughs> Oh, God, you guys. I digress. Uh, <laughs> researchers with the Canine Mind Project have found that the feel-good hormone oxytocin makes dogs interested in smiling human faces. Uh, it also made them, they say, see angry faces as less threatening, associated with affection and trust, too. Experts say that oxytocin now is probably a key factor in the interaction that's going on between dogs and their humans. These researchers showed 43 dogs images of smiling and angry faces on a computer screen, and each dog was tested two times. Now, once was under the influence of oxytocin, and then once without oxytocin, which can be given by injection. So while viewing the pictures, the dog's gaze on the images and pupil size were measured with an eye tracking device. They say emotions and attentiveness kind of guide the gaze and regulate pupil size, making eye tracking tracking rather a kind of window into the dog's minds. So without oxytocin, the dog's pupils, they said, were at their largest when they were looking at angry faces. And this indicated that the angry faces caused the most powerful emotional reaction in the dogs in that study. I love when we get to go in dog brains, so you always hear this kind of stuff here. Um, I, I'm also going to speak, uh, step up and kind of speak for all of us here, Judy. Not all of us, I will just say I, I'm probably speaking for Dr. Debbie and Judy as well as myself, but um, we would personally like to thank pet food maker Royal Canaan. 
uh, and let them know how happy we are with their decision to team up with actor Justin Hartley for their holiday campaign, encouraging pet owners to take precautions and ensure that all pets remain safe and healthy getting on through the new year. Uh, Justin Hartley, if that name, you know, it's, it's getting more and more familiar every day, but if it's not known to you yet, Justin He's Hartley a hottie. plays. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I know who he is. That's all you have to say. <laughs> Sorry to chime in there. Yeah. He plays Kevin on the TV series This Is Us, and I am, I'm pretty positive that you have seen his six pack abs. And that gorgeous face on the show. So, and he's, I mean, you'll like him more probably when I tell you he's, he's an animal guy. He's got two dogs. Their names are Memphis and Gracie. Okay. Hmm. I got to get him on the show. Yes, you do. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime here at animalradio.com. This has been an animal radio news update. Get more at animalradio.com. My God, when he takes off his shirt. He doesn't even have to take off his shirt, and it's Holy like, actually going to Google his chest right now. <laughs> I, I don't think chest. you can say that on the air. Oh, jeez. Oh, Hi, Laura. Hi. Did you need to talk to Dr. Debbie? Yes, I sure do. She's right here. Hi, Hi. there. Hello. Um, I have a young male cat. He was my neighbor's, uh, he was born at my neighbor's house and he was wild outside. And I kind of coaxed him over to my house and um, I put a, uh, one of those Labistro automatic feeders with some automatic water because my husband and I are gone for a week at a time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he pretty much kept showing up and about two months later I told my husband if he's still there we'd go ahead and neuter him. So on our vacation, we had him neutered, and I brought him into the house for two weeks, and then I put him back out when we left. It's been kind of that way ever since for about another three weeks. So he's only been neutered about a month. Um, But I'm having kind of some issues with him. I, I have, like, Jekyll and Hyde thing going on. When he's inside, he's real friendly. He'll lay down, let you pet him and everything else. But the minute I put him outside, he doesn't want anything to do with me, and it's hard to get him back inside. And I was kind of wondering, I try to coax him in with um, wet food, but um, he's kind of gotten the hang of that and is not real interested. You know, I'm just kind of lost. I have this cat with two personalities. Okay, so I want to make be sure I'm clear. Now, since you've gotten him neutered and he's, you know, you're back into the regular routine of things, does he come into the home and is he in kind of good spirits and kind of like a happy cat at sometimes? Yeah, once I get him inside, he is. But this last time, um, I I had a real hard time getting him in the house. And I haven't, my neighbor's cat is male. He comes in all the time and uh, he'll eat the food and that kind of brings my cat in. But that's the only way I've been able to get him in is manipulating him to come inside. Yeah, and, and this is truly the tale of two cats here because um, we have two d- different environments that this kitty's come to know. And outdoors, you know, it's an unpredictable environment. Um, he's got to watch his back. He, you know, he has to behave as a different kitty in that environment versus in the indoor setting. Now, not every cat can make that transition. It's kind of interesting from what you're saying that he does acclimate within a course of a few days and that he does well indoors because a lot of kitties that are just truly 
kind of stick to their feral roots, they don't always quite um, kind of cozy into the whole house cat scenario. So for me, I don't know that I would expect him to behave like an indoor cat when you see him outside. The trick truly is in winning the hearts of feral cats and cats that are fearful of us is food. And um, it can be tough if he is outdoors and he has access to other food items, whether they're moving, crawling, running, or other kibble items outdoors, because the food motivation is somewhat diminished if he's already been fed and he's already satisfied. So if you control the food and don't have that feeder sitting there, then you have a direct correlation to happy feelings for kitties. Um, Most cats love to eat. They enjoy it. It's a fun experience. So if you are the link that brings that enjoyment to him, that makes you a better thing in his world all the way around. So um, ditch the automatic feeders, be his personal food resource, and use that to the best of your ability to make him um, hopefully um, enjoy the setting that you're asking him to. And if he doesn't enjoy it, you know, I, I'd say you got to respect his wishes and what he wants and what he's looking for in his life. You know, one other tip I have as far as for, you know, making this fellow really want to come to you for food. Um, in many cases, you can train cats, just like dogs, to clicker training. So you can train them either to a bell or to a clicker when the food call comes. So when the chow comes down and you set down that food, you ring a bell or you click a clicker. And that helps to be that audible alert. And just like good old Pavlov who trained those dogs when they heard a sound that they were going to eat, um, your kitty um, will learn that same sound uh, relation to the food. So that might be one other way to get your uh, appearance as something that he gets excited about when you're coming around. So hope that's of some help for you there, Laura. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for your call. 1-866-405-8405. If cats really do have nine lives, a little calico cat from Wenatchee, Washington, probably only has a few left. Witnesses say they saw the cat leap from the back of a pickup truck as it was driving over a bridge. The cat then scampered through traffic and jumped off the bridge 70 feet into the chilly Columbia River. He then swam 600 feet to shore, being guided by a guy in a kayak. The super kitty was then rescued by the Wenatchee Valley Humane Society, who said that once back at the shelter, he had a very big appetite. No one has claimed the little guy yet, but something tells me this super cat will have no trouble finding a new home. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. This holiday season, make the smart choice and switch to Sprint and get a new Samsung Galaxy S8, S8 Plus, Note 8, or S8 Active with 50% off your lease. That's right, the hottest Samsung devices, 50% off. Plus, with Galaxy Forever, you can upgrade to the latest Galaxy anytime after 12 lease payments. And when you switch to Sprint, you get the best price for Unlimited. $25 per month per line for a family of four, plus get a fifth line free. That's 50% off Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. You also get 10 gigabytes of mobile hotspot in HD, so you can stream your favorite holiday movies, music, and games. So stop by your local Sprint store, sprint.com slash holiday deals, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 to learn more. 
requires 18-month lease and new line savings via monthly credit applied within two bills. Early termination results and remaining balance due after 131.19. Pay $38 a line per month with auto pay. Excludes taxes, surcharges, and roaming. Compared to Verizon Beyond Unlimited rates, AT&T Unlimited Plus Plan and T-Mobile One Plus Plan for five lines. Carrier features differ. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. If you think putting a supercharged V8 in a sedan is crazy or just plain wrong, well, we've got news for you. We don't care. Dodge, welcome to the Brotherhood of Muscle. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Animal Radio, celebrating the connection with our pets. We will head back to the phones in just a couple of minutes, but first we're going to visit with a someone who's actually been on the show before, Bose, Bose Hadley, and I just like saying his name, Bose, <laughs> Bose. Hey, Bose, how are you doing? Just terrific. Rhymes with animal shows, right? <laughs> wow, you're fast, but I, I suspect you're fast because you actually went on Jeopardy once, didn't you? Oh, yes, I did, yeah, and oh. donated most of it to a fire damage library near Sydney, Australia. Really? Mm-hmm. You didn't keep it for yourself? No, none of the money went to me. The rest that didn't go went to a relative. Oh, well, there you go. I, I did not know that. When was that? Uh, 1998. So that was actually before the last time we spoke. Oh, yeah, because we spoke two years ago. Yeah, yes. you were on a, You had a book. Uh, what was the book back then? It was called Holy Cow, All About Animal Words and Phrases. Yeah, I remember that. That was. A, I remember. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You have a new one out. It's it's called Life's a Pooch. Life's a Pooch. You know, where Holy Cow spanned the whole animal kingdom, but the first chapter was on dogs. This book, of course, is entirely dogs. Life's a Pooch as opposed to life's a B-I-T-C-H, negative attitude. And Betty White gave us a wonderful blurb that's on the front cover. Read this with your dog. You'll both love it. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. She's a, she's a good gal. Oh, yes. And you know what? She will live forever because she loves animals. <laughs> yes, and Doris Day, who's 95. Really? Wow. Yeah. She, she, we got quotes from her. She gave a very nice blurb for the last book, but yeah, for this one, there are hundreds and hundreds of quotes in this book. Yeah. Now, these are all quotes from just famous people, celebrities, about well, dogs? Not, not just celebrities, because we have lots of an, animal experts, trainers, dog experts, Barbara Woodhouse, Dr. Roger Mugford, who trained the corgis of Queen Elizabeth. Uh, just uh, the book is meant to be entertaining and it's fun, but there are a lot of facts I had no idea. I mean, I'm a dog lover from the beginning, but I had no idea. <laughs> where, where did you get all these quotes? Well, I started around 2000 collecting them. Uh, some you get them from magazines, books, the news, interviews, a few from the internet, but then you have to double check that they're real. Uh, but also sometimes from interviews myself. For example, when I approached Mary Tyler Moore, then. She she said, well, why don't you contact so-and-so and who will give you some more quotes? And one led to another. And so eventually, I thought, well, this will make a terrific book because these are wonderful quotes. So what are some of the quotes that, I mean, you heard a lot of them, but there's got to be one or two that just really stick out for you. Well, so many, but for example, as Charles Schultz, the creator of the comic strip Peanuts, said, uh, happiness is a warm puppy. Uh, then Cindy Williams, who was Shirley on Laverne and Shirley, she pointed out one that's very relevant to all women. This reminds me why dogs are so wonderful. They love women without their makeup. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
And, and there are several quotes from people like Marilyn Monroe, Brigitte Bardot, saying uh, where men disappointed them eventually, the dog, of course, is faithful to the end. Yeah. Have you yes. come up with any quotes? Uh, you mean myself? Yes, well, you personally. One of them is that uh, the reason that a dog, when it gets out of, let's say, a swimming pool and it comes to its master, shall we say, uh, and it then shakes off the water when it gets to the, you know, the owner, uh, is because the temporarily the urge to get back to its master, to the person with whom it has the bond, is stronger than the urge to shake off the water. <laughs> So that's pretty endearing, even though it may be annoying to the person. <laughs> Getting wet. That, yeah, right. That's, that's a, I like that. It's poignant. It's a long quote. Yes. You probably could shorten it, but it's oh, poignant. Yeah, it yes. yeah these, none of these quotes are that long, although there are some that convey information that uh, there are a little longer because they're pretty important. For example, for an older dog, playing Frisbee with it is not always the best thing because you know how dogs jump up to catch the Frisbee and they'll twist their spine, and a younger dog, no problem. But if the joints are weak or if it's tending toward whatever arthritis, one has to be more careful. This is another one of those books that you should probably keep right next to the John. And every <laughs> no, every morning you should uh, find a quote that yeah. uh, me- means something. Yeah, you can just uh, start in at any page. And John Hamm of Mad Men, he gave us a blurb. He said, "A good dog and a good book. What better combination?" Uh, can we give out a few? Oh, yes, sure. Okay, how many are we going to give out, Judy? We got ten. Okay, we're going to give out "Life's a Pooch: Quotes About Dogs by People Who Love Them." Uh, from our author and guest, Bose Hadley, joining us for his uh, second appearance on Animal Radio. The, I would say the pinnacle of his career, but I'm sure it's it's uphill. But, oh, uh, it's a labor of love, it, definitely. Yeah. Oh, well, most definitely. And the book would be a, a, a perfect Christmas gift or a Hanukkah gift. Is Great stocking thinking. stuff. It's about the size of a stocking stuff. Yes, too. You can just pop that little puppy right in there. And the nice thing, you know, two years ago when they published Holy Cow, it's the same publisher, it was a $15 paperback, no illustrations. Same price now, but it's a hardcover, beautiful dust jacket with a very cute cover, as you've seen. But one reason it's able to stay the same price, they printed it in China. But it's beautifully done, yeah. It's too bad that it, like in 10 or 15 years, it, it will probably disintegrate and be poor. They'll find out that it's poisonous, <laughs> that there's some kind of melamine. It has lead in it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Life's a Pooch, a great book. Pick it up right now for the holidays. I have 10 copies to give away toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. Bose, Bose, I just love that. Bose, thanks so much for joining us again. Well, thank you, Helen, Judy. Thank, thank you. you. Okay, time for us to get on out of here. I want to thank Bose Hadley for coming on the show, and I want to thank you for listening. If you missed any part of the show, Head on over to our website, animalradio.pet, or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry. You can listen anytime you want, and you can ask questions anytime you want. Also, if there's any kind of recall, you will get notified on your phone first because you have the Animal Radio app. Have yourself a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, I'm off to take a shower because neither one of my dogs will come near me. This is Animal Radio Network.